0: Welcome back to Booze and Buffy, a podcast where we are watching and discussing every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Angel the Series. We're going one by one and we will be free of spoilers from future episodes, but full spoilers on episodes that we have previously discussed. I'm Jason and not even on my best day could I pick up Lila Morgan in a bar, Mm -hmm. which might be safer for me. (laughs) Fair
1: enough. I am Harrison, and despite being Kinsey6gay, I have a crush on Lila Morgan.
0: I think you have more of a crush on her evil machinations than on her...
1: She's so hot when she's evil.
0: But I mean, she did have a really great hairstyle this episode. She did. She was rocking it.
1: (laughs) Jason, what episode are we watching today?
0: We are watching Angel Angel Season 3, Episode 15, Loyalty. This is the one where we... Get back to Holtz and Justine and his crew. Yeah. Uh, but Wesley basically starts putting things into motion to what to do what he believes will protect Connor from Angel.
1: Hmm. Loyalty was written by Mayor Smith and was directed by James A. Conner and originally aired on February 25th, 2002. Hit it. All righty, Jason.
0: That was the uh, Booze and Buffy House Band with special guest musician Phil Collins. Ooh. Nice to see you, Phil.
1: Genesis himself.
0: Well, remember, he wasn't the only member of Genesis.
1: True. He's the only member whose name I know. You know Peter Gabriel. Oh, yeah. Two members whose name (laughs) I know. Uh, Jason, what are you drinking this week?
0: Uh, I'm drinking a Narragansett, uh, as I did in the previous episode. Uh, but I already had a glass of what you were drinking, and I kind of wanted to just switch it up to beer. Yeah. Uh,
1: I've got an Aperol Spritz, uh, which John made for us while we watched the episode. And, um, it's a nice summer day and a nice summer drink. Um... It was very delicious. Yeah. It's, um... It just,
0: like, two might have been a little too much
1: for me. <laughs> Fair enough. We usually have two because, um... Because one of the ingredients is Prosecco, and, you know, once that bottle's open, Uh, like... I mean, you can reseal them, but it's just easier to drink Mm -hmm. the whole thing, as far as I'm concerned. (laughs) That's my excuse, and I'm sticking to it. Yeah, that sounds healthy. Um, Jason, would you like to lead us in a toast?
0: Uh, I would. Uh, My toast is twofold. Okay. Fold the first. (laughs) Um, To the... uh, To the WGA and now the uh, the SAG as well, Um, they have uh, joined forces in uh, their strike against Hollywood. And uh, I like seeing that solidarity amongst all these actors and writers and also just um, putting into perspective what working in the arts Mm -hmm. and entertainment industry is like, especially in movies and TV. So I know that there's going to be a lot of production affected by this, but I mean, in the end, it's more important that these hard workers get a a fair compensation.
1: Yeah, agreed. I was really happy to see SAG join, um, because unfortunately, um, the Writers Guild probably didn't have quite enough. I guess, power on their own to really get done what needed to get done. Um, I, and I mean no disrespect to them, I just... Um, but the, the SAG... Uh, it's more voices. It's more voices, and, you know, the writers... The, the SAG strike shuts down pretty much everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and whereas, you know... Stuff that was already written was still in production with the Writers Guild, so it really just puts way more pressure on the studios um, than just the writers could on their own. I do wish the Directors Guild had gotten in there as well, but um, it is what it is. So Also, yeah.
0: also I heard that uh, A24 is one of the few companies that mm-hmm. is still in production because... They've literally agreed to all the terms yep. that uh that the WGA and SAG are asking
1: for. Yep. Just another reason to really uh put some respect to A twenty four's name. Yeah. Big fans. hmm Uh what's Fold the Second?
0: Fold the second is uh well, you know a couple weeks ago we had a, well actually it's just a week ago now we had a uh, a birthday oh uh we your birthday Yo. uh we had a fun day at the zoo on mm-hmm. uh, saturday and honestly we probably would have done an episode closer to your birthday <laughs> except you apparently got very sick
1: yeah i was having some tummies
0: well, that wasn't a that wasn't on your birthday though was no it? all right no. Go.
1: no um yeah my tummy was giving me some trouble for a few days and i was just like Ugh, I don't want to do anything. <laughs> and then I had to combine that with uh I had to uh, work a few nights um, for our one of our shows which typically I don't have to do because we actually don't usually have evening shows mm-hmm. um, except for like this our summer production always has some nights my so. mind
0: was a tad blown when you said oh yeah I'm working tonight like tonight? <laughs> to <laughs> exactly <night.
1: laughs> um, one of the one of the benefits of working for children's theater is we rarely have evening performances um, but no our summer production is um a student-led show. It was the youth version of Spamalot, okay. um, and those do have evening performances. And I just want to—I guess my own personal shout-out to the cast of Spamalot. Those t- those kids, those kids were talented. Like yeah. it was—it was a good show. But let's let's um, not
0: miss side what this toast is truly about. Yes, you um, can celebrate. You was a delight, um, and I'm just. Uh, Honestly, so happy to know you Aww. So happy to be such, considered such a close friend to you You are one of the best human beings that I know And oh, I'm happy <laughs> to celebrate another year that this world gets to experience your wonderful Aww. presence Thank you, Jason So very nice. here's to you, as well as um, striking writers and actors
1: Yes, cheers mm. Oh, that's nice <laughs> really nice. I, had, I did have a really nice birthday I went and saw Across the Spider-Verse um, which I really really liked, it was very good um John made me a really delicious meal. We were originally going to have some duck breasts, but... I was actually
0: wondering if, like, because the duck had been built up.
1: Yeah, um, we forgot to put them out to thaw. (laughs) Oh. So, currently, we just have one car. John's, uh, one of John's tires has a nail in it. We just haven't had time to get it fixed yet. So, I, like, drove him to work, um... And then when, and I had to pick him up too, but when I was driving him to work, he was like, um, or no, when I was picking him up, he was like, you didn't happen to think to get the duck breast out of the freezer. And I was like, nope. Um, but no, he went to Whole Foods and got some really nice, uh, racked lamb, um, did some like scallioned, scalloped potatoes. I don't know. There were circular potatoes with like cheese and stuff on Mm -hmm. them and, um, I think we had some asparagus, maybe, or I don't remember. Um, a hell of a meal. But yeah, it was it was delicious. Um, I beat Tears of the Kingdom cool. on my birthday, which was pretty pretty fucking dope.
0: I'm sure there's like a thousand other things still to do. There's still
1: a lot to do, but I did I did like all of the major stuff in the game. But it was as I was. Because um, it took me about two months to play through it. And it was funny because, like, over the weekend, I was like, I'm getting really close to into this game. And I was like, I think I can beat this on Monday. I was like, I think I can do this on my birthday. Um, so, yeah, John bought me Pearl on Blu-ray, um, which I was excited for. Um, he was like, I'd given him, like, a list of movies I wanted. And he went to Target. And apparently the only two he could find there because Target has, like, totally diminished their Blu-ray presence. Yeah,
0: most most stores have. Yeah,
1: but um, the two that he found that were on my list were Halloween Ends and Pearl, and he ended up buying Pearl because that was the one he wanted to watch. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which, well, he saw Halloween Ends with he, us in theaters. He
1: did, he did. But I was excited to hear that he wanted to watch Pearl, so we haven't watched it yet. But
0: It's, um, a, it, it's, a, it's
1: a fun movie. It's fun. So... Anyway, shall we... Uh, enough about me. I mean, it can never be enough about me, but...
0: <laughs> I'm sure you'll find a way to work yourself into some part of this episode.
1: Listen, I wasn't going to make it about me. You opened those floodgates. So. <laughs> I
0: know. Uh, no regrets. No regrets.
1: <laughs> um, so yeah, let's, let's dive in, Jason.
0: All right. Uh, Wesley is sleeping at his desk. He is still coming to terms with the translation that he found in the, at the end of the previous episode the father will kill the son. Uh, Then he has a bit of a dream. Mm -hmm. He sees uh, Angel bring Connor down while uh, Fred and Gunn are standing in front of him, and all of a sudden, Angel just says, like, hey, and taught Connor a new trick, how to die. (laughs) And just bites into him. Uh, Gunn looks at... Gunn, with a smile on his face, looks at Wes and says, you're running out of time. And Wes sees that... uh, there's blood coming out of the book that he's reading, and he, like, looks at his hands and there's blood all over them. Mm-hmm. It's not gonna lie, it's pretty fucking metal. It was cool. <laughs>
1: I liked the way that, um, and I'm guessing that it, uh, cause it was like the blood was coming from the text, mm-hmm. so I'm if I were to guess how they um, achieved this effect, they probably had... It was probably, like, instead of an actual book, it was, like, a plate of some kind with the letters cut out and the blood underneath. And when he pressed down, it came through. It looked really cool. It looked really cool. Um, I just... I, I think we've... I don't think. I know we've said this. The Buffy verse in general, is really good at dream sequences. Especially sometimes ones that you don't realize are a dream uh, right away. Like, even when we talked about the Buffy movie, there was that one dream sequence that we thought was really cool where it was, like, her bedroom and it was all, like, the yeah. the lead vampire was there. But um, what unnerved me the most was Fred. Because um, she doesn't really do much in the dream, but except for sit there smiling at all this horrible stuff. It reminded me in season... The season two premiere of Buffy. Um, Buffy has a dream where... Giles is like strangling her and then she like pulls his face off and it's the master um and during the dream Willow and Xander are just sitting there watching it happen like eating a snack or something and it's there's something very eerie about dreams where something really violent or horrifying is happening and other people are just like oblivious just, to I, it I
0: think of um Freddy versus Jason mm-hmm. when Laurie is uh not Laurie um what was the or was the main girl in Freddy versus Jason named Laurie
1: I have to be real with you. I think you're right, but the main girl okay. in Freddy vs. i like Freddy versus Jason, but the main girl is so boring. Well, like...
0: she she has the um she had she goes into the dream state to get uh to get uh, yes, Lori Campbell, okay, <laughs> um to like kind of get to pull Freddy out mm-hmm. into the real world, and uh, she experiences when. Um, Jason's drowning at Camp Crystal Lake and uh, she's like, you know, yelling at the counselors like, aren't you going to do anything? And they're all like, you know, laughing and fucking.
1: It's, it's silly and fucking. <laughs> and.
0: It's silly, but gosh, damn if I don't love that movie. That's a great movie.
1: It's fun. We watched that together one time, didn't, didn't you come uh, over? I'm sure one? we watched
0: it together several yeah. times because I... Oh, it's I've seen one that of movie your. Quite a bit. It's
1: one of your annual Halloween movies. Yeah,
0: I'm. I almost always watch that movie on Halloween if I can, around Halloween mm-hmm. if I can. But uh, yeah, it's and it's and I never realized why I liked it so much until probably the last few years when I started watching more slashers, and mm-hmm. it's more just that it's a perfect send up to the slasher yeah. genre.
1: It's fun. It's a mm-hmm. fun time. And um, it has a good cast, too. Yeah. Um, which a, a good cast and a slasher can, can really elevate. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. Uh, this dream's yeah. cool.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Angel and Wes... Uh, well, Wes does wake up from his dream and sees uh, Angel holding Connor. Uh, Angel and Wes go to the doctor's office. And uh, this is such a funny scene because these two women are talking about how they're trying to deal with their... Uh, with um their colic babies and Angel from the from off screen suggests that they um, you know, have the vacuum cleaner running. It's like, oh, but what if I don't wanna like run that night, wake up everybody else, like, oh just record it and play the tape next to their crib. They're like, look at you, Mr. Dad I love it.
1: I do like to think that this one woman who we will learn is a Wolfman Hart employee I do... Ch- I, I choose to believe that this is her actual baby and she is there for an appointment. Um, but they were like... The Wolfram and Hart was just like, oh, by the way, while you're there... <laughs> but I like to think that later on she tries this trick and she's like, fuck, that worked. Damn. <laughs> he is good. <laughs> also, I have
0: to say, um, I know that when... Like, shortly after Connor was born, I was kind of critical of uh, Angel going into instant, like, dad mode. Mm-hmm. I really like his depiction of Mr. Dad in yeah. this episode. It feels so much more earned mm-hmm. and uh, just so much more like it belongs there. Yeah. Like, it wasn't just like this random drastic change overnight. Yeah, it feels like, oh, he's... <laughs> oh, my. <laughs>
1: um... he, he's
0: gone through his... Uh, he's gone through his... He's sort of gone through all of his feelings for mm-hmm. Cornelia. Uh, but now he's trying to, you know, just focus on the most important thing in his life yeah. right
1: now. He's really settled into the role really well. Um, like, we see him being... He's still, you know... He expresses, like, some fears and stuff later in the episode. But we see him being, like, you know... He's a little overprotective at the doctors. But not in a way that... oh, In a way that feels... Uh, true to life and less like oh, there's scary cults after my baby. It's just like the baby made a weird noise. Is it okay? And the doctor's like, yes. Sometimes babies make weird noises. <laughs> it's true, but I mean, you
0: know, that's what parents do. They yeah. freak out over every little cough or wheeze. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, the doctor says that Connor is basically as healthy as a human boy can possibly be. And uh, they have taken like a sample of his blood. His name is Connor Angel.
1: Mm-hmm. What 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 name did Fred make up for Angel? Uh, was it like Geraldo? I was about to say,
0: like, wasn't it something Hispanic? Yeah, it was like Geraldo <laughs> or Hidalgo. I think it was I think Geraldo. Geraldo <laughs> Angel. <laughs> uh, but um, so he says that Hidalgo's
1: that, that fucking horse movie with Viggo Mortensen. That's a good movie. I've never, seen it. Yourself, I've, I've never seen it. I've never seen it.
0: That's an enjoyable ass movie, okay. um, but uh, yeah. So um, the doctor, said, uh, uh, Wes, does ask if there's anything abnormal uh, that he found. <laughs> Angel says,
1: "Wes, why are you
0: asking that? Was there?"
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my gosh, Wes has no fucking chill. <laughs> he
0: doesn't. It is nice though that. He's taking a... Like, all of this concern about Connor is taking precedence over him trying to be a dick to right. <laughs> Fred, and, Fred and Gunn about their
1: relationship. Thank goodness. Um, like,
0: I do... It, he, there is a bit of a confrontation between him and Fred, but it wasn't...
1: It was less about her. Yeah. I mean... It,
0: it was not... I, I don't think any of his feelings were involved. I think he was more just like... I've got my own shit to take care of, so I don't need to worry about your all shit. Yeah.
1: I um I I I feel bad for Wesley for the position he's in. I you know, we see in the dream that before we know it's a dream that he's reluctant to share what he has found with Gun and uh, Gun and Fred. Um and he's
0: I think he would have shared it with Cordelia. I think oh because that's why he asks in one of his dreams. In the dream at the beginning, have we heard from Cordelia, Yeah, but they can't get a hold of him.
1: I have a lot of feelings about how the next couple episodes would have played out differently if Cordelia was around. Um, I actually think, timing-wise, Charisma needing some time off is actually really beneficial for the season. Mm-hmm. Um, because, yes, I understand why he doesn't bring this to Gun and Fred, I understand, absolutely, I disagree with him, but I understand where his head is, why he doesn't take it to Angel. Um, Lauren's not in this episode, so we don't yeah. have to even think <laughs> about that. But yes, I think he would have talked to Cordy about it if she were around. Yeah. Um, but we see Angel Wesley um, starting to isolate himself within, within the group and overwork himself.
0: Yeah. And, you know, everybody's starting to notice this mm-hmm. as well. Uh, but, you know, the uh, the Doctor, Angel, uh, Angel with Connor, and uh, Wes leave the room, and then the aforementioned mother comes in and swaps the blood out for a fake. Yep. It's a fake!
1: <laughs>
0: you know, as, fun, as much fun as is made of that line, I mean, that is the best episode of Deep Space Nine.
1: I... Uh... I just love Deep Space Nine. I mean, we can't go there. We can't go on another Deep Space Nine tangent.
0: I mean, we haven't done one this episode. <laughs> Sorry, I've been I've been very in tune into Star Trek again because I've been watching Picard. Um, I blasted through season two, and now I have two episodes left in season three. Oh, so wow. Two episodes left in the series. Wow. Um, and it has been... Oh, it's been good for my soul, Harrison. Yeah. It's um, are you going to do
1: Strange New Worlds next? Yes. Yeah.
0: Um, I because uh, yeah, I can hold off on finishing season four of Discovery because mm-hmm. the new season doesn't come out until, for a while until like next year. Yeah. Uh, and then of course, New Lower Decks you know, like, in a little over a
1: month. Oh my gosh, I, 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 Strange New Worlds is just so good. I can't wait. It is. It is more like classic Trek than any of the more modern series. Um, and this is not me coming down on the other modern series. I like that all of them are taking kind of different approaches. But there is something very comforting about Strange New Worlds being largely its own, like, episodic. We're exploring, we're adventuring. Um, and it's just got, once again, its cast is so, they they play off each other so well. Also, Rebecca Romaine is so fucking hot. And has been for, like, her whole career, like
0: I mean, yeah, I I can't wait. I'm yeah. excited. Uh, but let's stick with Angel a yeah, moment. Uh, I not Boo. I, I'm sorry.
1: That was I love Angel.
0: Um, so the team is starting to think about uh, what Cordelia and Grew are up to. Angel, however, has uh, has ordered robbed something. her. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny because uh, Gunn is kind of interested. In just how on earth are you able to how on earth are you able to do this with like to order stuff with no bank account no last name no last name <laughs> and Fred just kind of explains how you could easily do it with um, what is it she calls it it's again? like you have
1: to hack into like the like the online ordering system and, like find someone else who's already ordered what you wanted and then just like change the details of the order to have it shipped to you and she's like but I guess that's just high-tech robbery
0: yeah <laughs> And they're like, "Well, how are you able to do it?" It's like, "Oh, I've memorized Cordelia's credit card number." Low tech robbery. <laughs> I don't know if I, I don't know if high tech robbery could work for me because I order strange things. <laughs> like this last Amazon order that I had that came in was a was a four K of Red Eye, okay. nice. A, um, Blu Ray of Disobedience. Uh, I've had my movie group is having a Rachel mm-hmm. McAdams triple feature so I wanted to get the movies that I didn't already have on physical copy and a, uh, and a glass tea set that um, has like this cool little um, uh, what's the word um, it's not strain it's um, when you when you like get the tea in the water and uh, you move it up and down what's that word?
1: like a diluter? no oh. are you sure it's not straining?
0: Maybe it is, but it it, it strains something else. <laughs> oh, Man, I sound so stupid on this podcast right Let's now. Say. But uh, no, it's like you can. It has this little thing in the teapot that you can just put the uh, and it's very low. Mm-hmm. Um, it goes very low to the bottom of the teapot, and so you can just put the tea the tea leaves in there, and then fill it up with whatever amount of boiling water you want to, and then boom, you have. You have tea like it's not just like ordinary teapots where they just have those in the uh, like fairly high up and you mm-hmm. have to fill up the whole pot nice so uh, yeah like it, basically a way for me to drink tea more nice
1: I Red Eye is one of the movies that I have on physical media that I want to upgrade because I've got it on DVD and it's not a very like the quality of the DVD is not very good did you you—that was when I you borrowed it, from yeah. you. Oh, you still have it. I didn't yeah, I'll get it back to you. It's not a very good quality DVD, and I'm—and it's the same is true of my DVD of Twenty Eight Days Later. And quite frankly, it is an insult to Killian Murphy's beautiful blue eyes to not be watching <laughs> them on Blu-ray at least. Um, I don't
0: know if they released a Blu-ray of Red Eye
1: oh really yeah. that might be why I only had a dvd it of might it.
0: be now the, what I just ordered has um, 4k and blu-ray okay. but we digress mm-hmm. I, basically I order weird shit and I don't think I'd ever be able to find somebody ordering the same stuff as I did okay.
1: did you ever end up watching Red Eye or is this going to be a first time watch this will you... probably end up being a first time okay. watch
0: Um you going to make it
1: <laughs> I hope to. Yeah. Um
0: but by the way for any for any of you all wondering the third movie of that triple feature in addition to Red Eye and Disobedience is Game Night. Yes. Uh, what a what a fine collection of films. Um so Angel in this box has a has some little hockey sticks mm. and a little hockey puck and a little hockey jersey for Connor. So fucking cute. It is and uh, and Gunn was, like, kind of giving him shit because uh, this is the widest sport in the world. It's, like, probably true, but, and as we've mentioned before on the podcast, it is played indoors and mostly at night. Yep. Um, professional hockey is. Uh, there's still some places uh, where, you know, people play ice hockey, like, outside when the water freezes over. That was one of the cooler things that I saw because... Um, a few few years back, I had a job interview up in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Up I remember Madison, that Wisconsin, and uh, it was in February, <laughs> so there was plenty of snow and plenty of cold. <laughs> and uh, it was kind of crazy um, in my cab going to the hotel, driving past uh, just some parks that had obvious lakes, but they were frozen over, and kids were uh, like kids were like ice skating and. Uh, and playing ice hockey and like, nice. that, I don't think it gets cold enough here for us to do that Not
1: definitely not anymore yeah. um, I do remember there was in like the 30s I think there was like a really like the river froze mm-hmm. um, but I, in our you know our, our current uh, climate change world yeah. uh, we're not having that remember when Joe not Joe when Amy fell through the ice after burning Joe's book
0: her manuscript
1: Mm-hmm joe's better than me saving her sorry that that just I?
0: makes me think of that episode of friends <laughs> because that's the scene that joey reads he says oh amy just burned joe's manuscript i don't know how he's gonna forgive her <laughs> what <laughs> joe's a girl it, wait a minute, but joe yeah it's short for Josephine. but joe loves Lori. Oh is it one of those Girl girl things <laughs> No Lori's a boy Man no wonder Rachel had to read this So many times
1: <laughs> I I just don't understand how he got That far into the book that. <laughs>
0: that is significantly into Part one of, yeah. the, of the novel Oh my gosh uh, But uh, while, play, while Angel is going to play Hockey Angel breaks a window with a puck As you know They were probably gonna Yeah one of one thing was uh, going to happen. yeah, but when they but when they do that, a woman named Aubrey walks in and uh, says that she needs help. She says that uh, her son ran away. um and when he came back at night, he uh, his face was different. He couldn't come in through the door. and um, and then, like you know, Aubrey refused to let him into the home because she was afraid. And when the sun came up, he burst into flames. So, vampire. Yep. Pretty, pretty easy for them to work out. And uh, and Aubrey is just kind of trying to explain all the all the emotions that she felt. And uh, basically, she's just trying to say, is there any way that we could have saved him? And. Uh, and then, as Angel starts answering, Wes pays very close attention to what he says. Mm-hmm. Angel says, "No. Once somebody turns into a vampire, no matter how much you want to help them, it's not them. They can't come back." And obviously, this puts a lot more onus on Wes. Yeah. Uh, so, um, so Wes decides to send. Uh, gun to do a little bit of reconnaissance around the area that she thinks that Aubrey thinks her son might have gone to, mm-hmm. and uh, he br- and again he brings Fred along. Uh, again, it's not a huge thing this time. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, it actually has the quote in here of what Angel says, like right in the Buffy way. Nice. No matter how much you want to believe there's some part of him you can save, all that's left is an evil thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um. So, Aubrey returns to Holtz and Justine because, hey, that's who she's working for. Yeah. And it's a very... It's an abrupt... People.
1: Um, the transition between Aubrey and in the hotel and Aubrey at Holtz happens very fast. Well, a little believe, bit of whiplash. They,
0: yeah, I believe they're trying to show the pictures mm-hmm. that she somehow was able to take yeah. while in Angel Investigations. Or maybe there was somebody else. But anyway, she's yeah. doing reconnaissance. And, um, yeah, this is the first time we've seen Holtz and Justine for a while, and they have a much larger group. And I'm still bored. um, Holtz has shaved, and it's not a good look. No. Like, you know, you're boring, now you're boring, and just unbecoming.
1: Yeah. It's, I, I like, it was, like, during these scenes, I was, like, actively, like, Harrison, pay attention. Harrison, pay attention. Like, we have, you have to pay attention. And,
0: And it's just, I guess we've only seen Holtz with the beard mm-hmm. and it just matches that old time aesthetic that yeah. he's always had. So seeing him without a beard, it's weird. Yeah,
1: it's... <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, so Holtz is trying to figure out um, who they're going to, like, who they need to worry about on like, in Angel Investigations, apart from Angelus, obviously. Mm-hmm. They also have some vampires chained up that, uh, some of the other members of the team are fighting against.
1: Uh, then
0: we have Shajan.
1: Shajan. Um, interesting. The scene becomes exponentially more interesting when he pops into the picture. Like, this dude has charisma.
0: <laughs> but anyway, he's asking... What's taking Holtz so long to kill Angel? But uh, Holtz says that... Oh, I'm not going to speed up the timetable at all. Um, you did your part by bringing me to the future. I'm going to bring me to the present. I'm going to do my part. And, you know, Shungan doesn't really have any, anything that can threaten uh, any of the group. And, uh, and Holtz also says that... Uh, he has a urn that can contain Sajan's Essence. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's a, that's a tough phrase to say. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, he's not happy about it at all. Um, so, Wes needs some advice. Wes needs to know that this translation is really what it is. And so, he has talked on the phone with a wizard... And he directs, and um, and Wesley's like, "Hey, I'm just giving you the, like, I'm giving you the money. I don't need any additional commentary." This is when Fred uh, comes in. It's right. I'm assuming it's right before she and Gun are leaving for the pier, mm-hmm. which was really me throwing me off what John was saying about the pier. While we were watching it. It's what do you a, say? It's like the pier where the women dress like ladies oh, or something. Or where the men dress like ladies. I think. Yeah, it's where a, the men dress like ladies. I think it's a Monty Python thing. It, it sounds like a Monty Python thing. It's very much i I'm a lumberjack and I'm okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Fred is saying that hey Wesley, why don't you come along and maybe you can ask Aubrey? Which is weird. Weird.
1: It's weird. Yeah.
0: Like, I mean... She's
1: a client. She's a client whose son just died. Yeah,
0: and apparently Fred got from her file that she was single.
1: Why was that in her file? I,
0: I don't know. Um, yeah, I... I can't... I can't go with Fred on this one. I can't either. <laughs> I, I think... I get that she's worried about Wesley. She sees the amount of stress that he's putting on himself. But this is... Not a good yeah. suggestion.
1: I think her suggestion of like like it should be like go take a walk, get go see a movie, get some fresh <laughs> air, eat something. Like,
0: yeah. Um, and uh, Wes says that hey, we're here to do our job, not to date. Which she doesn't necessarily say is about gun, but that's what Fred assumes. Yeah, and she takes with her.
1: The subtext is yeah. certainly there.
0: Um. So. Let's go to Wolferman Hart. Yeah, fuck yeah. Uh, we haven't had a Lila appearance in a while either. Um, and so she is talking with her mother, mm-hmm. who is not in a good spot. Yeah. It sounds, sounds like, like she has Alzheimer's, maybe. Dementia of some sort, yes. yeah.
1: She seems to think that Lila... Well, she doesn't seem to recognize Lila at first until she explains who she is. Um,
0: and then she says, like, come over. But mm-hmm. she's like, I'm in Los Angeles.
1: I yeah. can't do that. Have we... I feel like we've had Lila mention that she, um, was it that episode in season two where she has the, like, the girl with telekinesis staying with her, where she mentions that, like, she, part of the reason she took the job at Wolfram and Hart was to help, because the pay is able to help her take care of her mother, or something like that?
0: Um, the only other time that she's been mentioned is in Reprise. Okay. Which is not that episode. No,
1: it is season two, though. So yes, interesting.
0: So and yeah, we never actually see her. Um, we only know that uh, we only she's only mentioned, and we and she's only on the phone in this episode.
1: I like that. It, like it, it, it's we don't need like a whole episode about Lila's sick mother. Yeah, but it does. It just it gives it adds a layer of complexity exactly. to her character, and it doesn't do it in a way that's like. Oh, don't you feel bad for her? She's in this situation because she has a sick mom. No, she's still an evil monster. Yep. She's still a very bad person, but she—it's she... <laughs> the Cersei Lannister effect. Like you know, she's a monster, but she does love her kids. Like Lila Morgan is evil, <laughs> but she loves her mama.
0: <laughs> um. So uh, at this point, Sajan does show up in her office. He's a little. He's a little disappointed that Lila isn't really surprised to see. She's just like, you don't have an
1: appointment. Yeah,
0: like, (laughs) I already know who you are, um, and I know that you're, like, probably asking us to help you destroy Angel. But, the law firm has the policy that Angel is to survive until he is useful, and she says, well, I can't can't go against the firm, but however she does write on a piece of paper, count me in,
1: (laughs) Is this where he needs tells her she needs he needs angels or yes. Connor's blood? Yeah, he's like I need something. It's going to be so difficult to get. It's going to take a lot of work and skill and blah blah blah. I need the baby's blood, and he does. She he doesn't even finish saying the word blood when Lila just goes. Oh, yeah. we got it. <laughs> like
0: what? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I do like that they. Um, it does weirdly. It made me feel better that she's like. Because part of me, when they stole the blood, I was like, the doctor really needs that blood to make sure the baby, like, you know, just double-check that the baby's healthy. It's really annoying to me. But the they, they do confirm that it's normal baby blood yes, and Lila healthy. they does say
0: that there's nothing um, supernatural about mm-hmm. the blood. And uh, Sajan says, like, he has another use for it in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, so, at the pier, um, Gun is... Uh, Basically trying to, like, have a nice time with Fred. And he thinks that the reconnaissance mission that Wes sent him on is bogus. And, however, what what uh, Wes said to Fred is um, kind of shook. It's shaking her a bit. Yeah. And so, this is when it's revealed that uh, Gun knows, that Wes <laughs> knows about... Fred and Gunn, and Gunn has not told Fred this information. Man, that was really hard to make sure I got all those characters right.
1: I love the line because uh, Amy Acker manages to say the word no or some variation on it like five times in one sentence. Again,
0: I'm reminded of yet another episode of Friends where everybody's finding out about Monica and Chandler. Uh, My
1: favorite episode of Friends. The one where everybody finds out. It
0: is it's top tier. It's it's no, it's not the one with the embryos, but damn if it isn't like my number two or three. Yeah. Um oh, gosh. Number two though probably has to be the one where Ross got high with the Thanksgiving and everybody's like yelling shit at the parents at the end. Oh,
1: I don't remember that one. Oh
0: my god. It's it's so great. That's the one where Rachel makes the trifle, but it's oh. half a trifle on half a shepherd's pie. Yeah. Oh god. Um, <laughs>
1: Oh my gosh! Sorry, one of my coworkers went to the, I can't remember what it's called, but some ice cream place in Southern Indiana. Um, it was near where our our show was, and he showed me the, this picture. It was like a strawberry milkshake that was had was topped with a cheesecake, and like uh, it looked like it had like graham crackers was and that shit. Jeffersonville? Maybe. Yeah. Okay,
0: I feel like I may have walked by an ice cream place. Um, nah recently there so it
1: was wild he showed me the picture of it and he was like i ate this by myself and i was like how are you alive
0: (laughs) so i went to highland morning a few weeks ago Uh um and i was craving some waffles and they had this uh and they had this um waffle dish uh that was like oh yeah it's a Waffle that's, like, cut up and then, like, stacked. I think it was, like, a Waffle Tower or something. Okay. And then um, it had whipped cream and chocolate and strawberries. I'm like, oh, that sounds great. But it was so much whipped cream. And, like, it was just... It it felt like so much sugar. And and it almost, like, kind of made me regret ordering (laughs) it. And, like, I feel like me of 10 years ago would have really enjoyed Mm -hmm. the crap out of this. Oh, my gosh. But... Now, all I can think of is, like, oh, man, this is more sugar than it is waffles.
1: Bro, do you remember when we would go to fucking IHOP, like, after rehearsals and shit, and I would order, like, the full sampler platter plus, like, pancakes, and then sometimes, like, something else, like, a little omelet or something, and, like, eat fucking all of it? <laughs> I would die if I tried that now. I would, like, that was when I was, like, 19 or 20, and I ate all of that, and it was, like, rail thin. Now I'm thirty one, and like I, I think about that, and I'm just like, oh my god, the cholesterol. Jesus, that was the saddest sentence I've ever said. All right,
0: let's <laughs> ah, talk you're about. Old. Let's talk about. The, you're older. <laughs> well, that's true, but I don't
1: care. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. Last year when I turned thirty, I really didn't have like any sort of like, oh no, I'm turning thirty. Um, I was pretty chill about it. I, I wasn't freaking out about turning thirty one, but I was less chill about it. Something about thirty one was more depressing to me than thirty.
0: Maybe because thirty is the age where you're like, look at it, I made it to thirty. But it's still like you maybe still feel like you're in your twenties. Mm-hmm. Um, you've just reached the end of your twenties, yeah. but still in there. I don't think but I've thirty thought- one you're
1: full on in your 30s now, buddy. I don't think I felt like I was in my 20s since I was 27. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway. Uh, where were we? Yeah, we yeah. were at the pier. Car- the pier. Yeah.
0: Um, and...
1: I think this is the same pier that we were at, that Angel went to in... Um, when he had the Gem of Amara. Uh, quite um, possibly. It's got like a carnival sort of situation I'm going sure on. I'm sure there
0: are plenty of in LA. Uh, that would make sense, um, actually. Yeah, it's not like Chicago where you just have you got the, the one. one. <laughs> but damn, yeah. that place is pretty fun. It's fucking fun.
1: Um,
0: but yeah, so Gun is saying that uh, that he doesn't really care what Wes says. He wants to have he wants to have both. He wants to be able to like you know fight demons, but also. Uh, he wants to be with
1: Fred, mm-hmm.
0: and uh, which
1: is fair. I disagree with his uh, his assertion that they shouldn't. You know, Fred's basically just like you know, when we're on the job, we should be on the job, and he's kind of like, nope, not gonna do it. I'm and he, gonna I'm gonna play Toss. Yeah, and later on in the episode, he does. I he realizes that he was wrong uh, to to kind of feel that way. It's like I'm. I mean, we talked about that episode of Star Trek where Picard struggles with with how to balance interpersonal the one episode where that happens. (laughs) Um, But um, and I feel like we we are seeing the same thing in this season a lot between all of our characters. They really have solidified as a family unit. Um, But they are also doing this very dangerous job and feelings cloud those things. Um, And sometimes that can have consequences.
0: Um, Fred does see a man breaking into a, uh, building. And so gun decides to go and follow her and fu- gun decides to go just like guns blazing mm-hmm. and, uh, God is blazing. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Fred does say, no, we were only supposed to do reconnaissance. And he's like, Hey, like, I don't, I don't fucking care. Yeah. <laughs> um, when he gets in there, uh, it is very—it's um, it, a place that has like a carousel inside of it. So, could have been a pretty interesting fight. Um, it's not as interesting in the long run. Yeah. Uh, but three vampires do show up. Now, I will say what I love about this fight is Gun going beast mode. Oh fuck he's yeah! Awesome. Fuck yeah! Just beats the crap out of these vampires. Um, he does tell Fred to run away. But she does come back, and uh, with her help, uh, they're both able to stake the last two Mm -hmm. vampires after Gunn has already killed one.
1: Yeah. See, I I agree with you. I really wish this setting had been used more for the fight scene. Um, You know, anytime you're in a cool setting, even if it's like the Daredevil hallway fight, you know, know, or um, there's a fight scene that's in um, Atomic Blonde where it's like, starts in a hallway and then goes into like a stairwell you know it's disappointing when I see something like this out of a carousel like that could have been used to do something interesting and they don't do it I will say the simultaneous staking of these two vampires right. um, is really cool Fred tosses a stake to Gunn he stakes the one that's behind him while she stakes the one that's Got gun at the same time. It would that was really cool,
0: and uh, and so all this time, Justine and another guy are filming Mm -hmm. what's going on. Uh, They're not like interfering with the fight at all. And it's interesting because the uh, when they were initially looking at the pictures of people from Angel Investigations, they are kind of unaware of what to make of Fred, whether Mm -hmm. she's a fighter or not. Uh, When they show the when they show the video to um, Holtz and the rest of the team, like Holtz points out, oh, you see, she she escaped, but then she came back because she wasn't afraid to die. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I need from all of you.
1: Yeah, that actually, I, I've made my displeasure of Holtz and everything related to him very clear, but I actually really liked that line he had about saying, like, she could have died, and like the reason she didn't is because she wasn't afraid to. Um, And I... That sort of philosophy... That sort of insight and philosophy that he espouses here tells me way more about his character than any of his oh, poor me, my wife is dead bullshit.
0: I will say that I think the whole storyline does... Kick up a notch in this episode because of Wesley's involvement. Yes, like, but I think that's less about Holtz and more about I, Wesley. I know, <laughs> but, like, it's it's Wes inserting himself
1: into the yeah. storyline. Um, we did we did skip over the part where Sajon, uh, the line that just had all three of us in stitches, where she was like, "Do you remember your dead wife, the mother of your dead <laughs> children?"
0: It didn't have all three of us in stitches. It was just you. <laughs>
1: I thought John laughed.
0: Oh, if he did, like, I kind of just looked
1: over at you, and I'm like, what's wrong with you? I just thought it was so, such a stupid line. The mother of your dead children, remember that your kids died, dummy?
0: Okay. I just remember you laughing, like, right when he was saying, like, how about your dead wife, the mother of your dead children, and you just just started laughing again!
1: I'm sorry, the line is so ridiculous. (laughs) The mother of your dead children...
0: <laughs> speaking of um, speaking of ridiculous things, uh, Wes is following a GPS highlight highlight of yeah, the that, fucking episode. No, this is amazing. Uh, and the GPS is leading him to what he believes is a statue. He's not wrong. Yeah, that is supposed to tell him about this translation. Like this is what the wizard was telling him, and it is in fact a. A fast food joint, like it is a plate. It is the place where you uh, have the speaker at the drive-through, and the speaker is in the shape of the ha- of the anthropomorphic hamburger mascot. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, some kids come out and laugh at Wesley for some reason. Uh, and so Wes is like, "All right, fine, we'll just do this." So he performs the ritual and. The plastic hamburger not only comes alive but grows drastically in size.
1: I love this so much. I love. I love when John was like, "Is this supposed to be funny or serious?" And we were like, well, "It's both." It is both. Like, um, it, and it it is towing that line that the show loves to do of like, it, it weirdly what this reminds me of is Buffy with the rocket launcher. Yeah, it's so over the top. It's so. Silly, but at the same time, it's like, why shouldn't the mystical statue be a fucking like hamburger statue? Like, why not? This is and, the modern world. And I do have
0: to say, it is. I, I actually am kind of glad that Wes, like laughs at how ridiculous yes. it is later in the episode. I, I like that. I like that acknowledgement. Yeah, um, it was something similar to uh, to when I was reading The Kite Runner, where. um, I don't know if you've ever read it. Like that. Um like one of the people that like the main character confronts at the end of the book, like when he's an adult, is ends up being like the grown up bully from his youth. Mm-hmm. And uh, and like he actually takes a moment to say like to himself, like, this is ridiculous. There's no way <laughs> So somehow I'm just like, you know what? That you acknowledge that it's ridiculous makes me okay with it. Uh, good book by the way for the most part. Okay. Good book. Um, but yes, this, uh, this hamburger is meant to be <laughs> the representation of the Loa. And they say that the vampire will devour his son is a prophecy that cannot be stopped. Um, and Wes basically just wants to know when, um, but it says that, uh, Wes's future is betrayal and agony. And you will see when it happens, it'll start with uh, the earth shaking, the air burning, and the sky turning to blood. In other words, um, earth, fire, Mm
1: -hmm. and blood. Yeah, I do love that Wesley's like, oh, the earth's going to shake? We live in California.
0: (laughs) Um. Also, can I just say, I can't tell if the CGI on the burger is... Bad or brilliant?
1: It's both. Okay, good. It's bad CGI, but it but it just it just it works it, so well. Yeah, okay. and like yeah.
0: I, I mean, you're just kind of transfixed by it. <laughs> just it, it seems so silly, and yet I love it, it also feels at home. Yeah, like, in in <laughs> in Angel. Um. So Lila is at a bar. She asks for a thirty-year-old Scotch in a glass with two ice cubes. And uh, this guy sits next to her. He's about to talk to her. And she says, not even on your best day. And he just pieces out. <laughs> oh, like, man. And as I said at the top of the ship, probably better for that guy. Probably, yeah. What a What an interesting relationship that would make. <laughs> oh, man. So, you know, my girlfriend, she's just, like, all into her work. And talking about like how it's murder and <laughs> I don't really know how to take that um, but Sajan shows up and uh, you know he tries to get a little bit of small talk going I think that's the dryer I think it was the dryer <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Lila's just there to say that um, you know it's been uh, everything's been like kind of put into place that uh that they'll be able to get Connor. So, once again, we have many different sides mm-hmm. trying to nab that baby. Um, she does say that, uh, and, you know, as I said before, she um, Sajan attended small talk, which Lila's not interested in. Lila does say, one thing I've never been able to understand is why do you have a problem with Angel? What is your... What's your... Uh, reason for doing mm-hmm. all this. And that's when was like, oh, look at the times! Yep. <laughs> um. So Aubrey comes to the office to drop off the check. And uh, she thanks Wes for help in like, destroying all those monsters. Wes says that, I don't remember exactly uh, saying that there were monsters, multiple ones. And she's like, well, you said that they could have been a nest. I was like, oh, okay. And then, uh, Wow. Okay. Okay. Buffy. Wiki. Mm-hmm. She tries to come on to him, and Wesley calls her on her attempt to play him. Yeah. Does she come on to him or? I, I kind of. I,
1: she is like, hey, let's go do the, get coffee. Yeah. But I mean, that, that's that's a not, Yeah. That's
0: that's not like um, you know. She's not Lila. like tits out. Yeah. That's not Lila and old man Angel with <laughs> sex on Wes's desk. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, and Angel's behind her. And and um he says to, like, oh so um know who you're working for, you're working for Holtz, so go ahead and head back and tell Holtz that uh that like if anybody ever tries to like hurt my son, I don't care who it is, you're gonna die.
1: Yeah. He he tells her he's like he's sympathetic to Holtz and he's like, I get why Holtz is doing this, but like I really don't care if he comes after my son.
0: Yeah. And, you know, it's actually kind of nice to, like, see Wes and Angel working together,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which yeah may not be something that necessarily lasts. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, uh, she is, like, running back to Holtz. Uh, there's an earthquake, and uh, and Angel says, like, oh, look, it's your first, it's your first earthquake, Connor, because they <laughs> live in California. Yeah.
1: And Wesley's like, oh, fuck, an earthquake.
0: Yeah. Um, so when Aubrey does come back, uh, she finds out that Wes has actually followed her and he says that he's there in peace and he does not, uh, but he does try to say that angel is not in jealous. He's a good man. Holds is like, he's not even a man. It's like, well, he has a soul. And, uh, but he says that he just knows too much. Like he recounts like all the feelings that he had, When Angel killed all of his All of his family I know it's like He's like oh my dead wife
1: Was this the point where John was like Get a hobby (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: This is also the point where um, They're reviewing the video footage of Fred and Gunn But he But he says he does know Why Wes is there And um, he says like Oh you'll have to Like, you'll have to prepare to feel this way, um, when the demon kills the child. So, uh, Gunn and Fred, they're back at their diner. And, uh, this is when Gunn mentions that he's worried that he can't do, um, that he may not be able to be strong enough to do the, uh, like, kill demons, but also be with Fred, and Fred's worried that Wes may ask them to choose, and that's when uh, Gunn says, well, you know, I've been hunting demons since I was a kid, but I've never had a Fred before. Oh! And, cute! Uh, and he says that um, if if they do have to choose, that she is definitely the one that he's going to choose. Oh. How, gosh, man, that's... I, I feel like I never appreciated this relationship during my first watch. Yeah,
1: I didn't either, and... Uh... I just love them so much.
0: So now uh, Wes is going into uh, Wes goes into uh, Angel's room and uh, he's getting like some food ready for Connor. He's got a uh, he's got a bottle that he's warming up, and uh, so that's when they're kind of just talking about um, Aubrey and why she would join up with Holtz. Mm-hmm. And Angel says, "Like I understand it." Um,
1: we do get confirmation earlier. And this is important, that her story about her son being killed was not bullshit. Right. That really did happen. Yeah. It's just um, that it didn't
0: happen a night ago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. She is one of the many people that Holtz and Justine recruited because their lives have been affected by vampires. Yeah. They've had loved ones killed by vampires. Yeah. Um, and uh, this is when Angel just, like... You know, West sees that like, oh, it's just unconditional love um, that Angel has for his son because Angel would have felt the same way as as um, as Aubrey did as Holtz does, mm-hmm. and so that's when West starts like just laughing. And I honestly think it actually might be more more important that you said that you think this is the last time that Wes actually smiles mm-hmm. because it is kind of like this moment. Um, I. I If I could equate it to something, maybe, like, in Fellowship of the Ring, Mm -hmm. when, uh, you know, it's after Gandalf has thrown the ring into the fire, and, you know, Frodo has it, and he's just like, oh, there's nothing. And so Gandalf just has this, like, brief Mm -hmm. breath where it's like, good. yeah, And then it's, like, the last peaceful moment that you know. Yeah. And that's kind of what this is for Wes, because Wes um just starts thinking of all of the signs that he's seen. He thinks of the of the talking burger and he just starts laughing and it's like all of this worrying that I've done about stuff that I know can never happen.
1: Like Angel would he yeah. He finally let realizes like I know Angel. I he He stops thinking about the prophecies and the signs and starts thinking about the man that he knows who is his friend. And it's like, it's all ridiculous. This would never fucking happen.
0: Which, I'm not going to lie, I wish this had been more of a thing in this season. It feels Mm -hmm. like it's only been a thing, honestly, maybe just this episode. I mean, I feel that... um, I mean, maybe in season two, but that was a totally different sort of... um, Uh, there's a totally different sort of like uh, what's the word that I'm looking for contradiction that Mm -hmm. Wes had to deal with when it came to like Angel in this case it was like oh Angel acting the way that you know he should for the prophecy but Angel also like going on his revenge tour of Wolfram and Hart Mm -hmm. Um, this is like him actually kind of at odds with Ken can Angel overcome his vampiric nature to take care of a human child? And I feel like that hasn't been a, as constant of a thing as it should have been mm-hmm. this season. And, you know, you could just, like, you just like lay down...
1: I'll sprinkle it.
0: Yeah, lay down some things. But, like, up until the end of last episode, it was kind of just more concern for Connor. Yeah. And now it's like, oh, gosh... All of a sudden, I think that it's possible that Angel could kill his son. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't like how that I, I like how it's done in this episode. I just don't like how it's just kind of randomly pops up.
1: Yeah, I, it might have helped if either if maybe we had a cup like an episode one or two episode cushion. I don't think anymore between the reveal of the father will kill the son and this. Yeah, maybe just one episode. Yeah. Two might be a little too much, but. Yeah,
0: but uh, then there is an earthquake, a big she, one. Yeah, um, the only person who's not phased by it is Lila Morgan. Yeah. So <laughs> a, funny! A really good visual of everybody in the office ducking, but her just like sitting at her desk smiling. Yeah. <laughs> it's like nothing's like nothing's gonna kill me, man. Not yet. No. <laughs> um, that and uh, the gas stove. Uh, tips over and explodes. So, um, this, and there's a, like... Like a support beam or something. Yeah, yeah, like parts of the room start, like, falling down and catching fire. Uh, and, uh, Wes is on, like, the side near the door. Uh, Angel's on the side near Connor. And so he goes and grabs Connor and then jumps over the fire, which is a big thing for a vampire Mm because, hey... They're very allergic to fire. <laughs> yeah. um,
1: uh, props to just all the production team for yes, this because it looks, looks great. Great.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, West Angel and Connor are able to get out of the room. Uh, Angel has this big like uh, cut Mass- on his massive head. head yeah. yeah, a lot uh, of
1: blood in this episode. Yeah, um, more than we usually see.
0: Um, but then, uh, but then, like you know, he's holding Connor because he's happy that he's alive, and he sees the. Uh, And Wes notices that the blood is coming down from Angel's wound onto Connor's blanket. Mm -hmm. And that's when Wes says, Earth, fire, blood.
1: Because the blanket is specifically... It's like of clouds in the sky. Mm -hmm.
0: Um, Yeah, and uh, and Angel smiles and says that if they had been trapped in there, he would have had a snack. (sighs) Which is... I think him trying to be humorous... But Wes being like, oh my god, all of my fears are
1: confirmed! End of episode. Yes. Um, I, first episode of the entire series to not have Cordelia in it. Uh, which is, feels strange. It's like, I did have kind of like, her absence was very, very much felt um, but I do think intentionally it felt. intentionally felt yeah um, I do think it's it speaks to the ca- uh, the strength of the rest of the cast that I wasn't like oh where's Cordelia like because I love all these characters and quite frankly having Cordelia not in the episode did give um, the supporting cast a little more room um, to, to shine this week I think Gunn and Fred in particular and Wes um, and Wes yeah um but I think this episode's generally pretty good. Um, I think it's a fine episode. It's, yeah. uh...
0: I like that it finally gave some advancement in the Holtz-Justine storyline, yeah. because I'm not gonna lie, like Sajan, I don't have as much of a problem with the st- with Holtz's scenes as you do, but I also feel like, all right, let's get on with let's this. Let's do something. Yes. Like, um, and the fact that, you know, Wes now finds himself partnering up with them... Uh, is um i think it's it's a step in the right direction mm-hmm. and you know it's it's just all the more interesting that it is uh Wes, and we still don't know what Lila's up to mm-hmm. um and we have a giant talking burger <laughs> um great visuals uh really awesome fight scene with gun and fred and three vampires it's a lot of good stuff in there it yeah. also just feels like it's even though, like, you know, they've kind of been building up the whole Connor thing all season, it feels like this is really, truly the beginning of the meat and potatoes of the story. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's like, we finally left the Darla stuff behind, um, and we've had this, like, oh, let's just, like, have Angel get used to the idea of being a father, but all that's done, it's mm-hmm. time to, it's time to get down to brass tacks. Yeah,
1: it feels like we're moving into the third act of the season. Yes. Um, Yeah.
0: I'm gonna give this a 3.5 uh, exploding gas stoves out of five.
1: Uh, I'm right there with you. It's a 3.5 uh, mystical hamburgers out of five. Mm.
0: Yeah. You're for mystical hamburger, right now? Yeah.
1: <laughs> Alright, anything else before we get out of here? I don't
0: think so. I think I
1: got everything. I'm smelling the snacks that John is preparing. <laughs> it really and, and I'm just like... <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, thank you for joining us on Booze and Buffy. We will be back next week with Buffy Season 6, Episode 15. As you were.
0: So, I forgot that this episode was a thing... Until I was like, kind of just looking ahead and seeing, like, oh, what's going to be happening in Buffy the next few episodes? And so I was like,
1: oh, really? Yeah. Uh. Should we just Should we just say it?
0: Yeah, Riley comes back. Riley's back I next we week. I thought we were done with it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, maybe it's not as bad as I remember. I clearly didn't remember it. At all. <laughs> Fair enough. all right, all right. I'm Jason. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at yami three five seven.
1: And I'm Harrison. You can find me on Instagram at Harrison Alexander Kaufman and on Twitter at Harrison Kaufman. That's C O F F M A N.
0: And you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Booze and Buffy, or you can email us at boozeandbuffy at gmail.com. The and is spelled out in all those cases. Yes.
1: And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen to your podcasts.
0: And in terms of charities, um, I mentioned at the top of the episode about uh, w- like uh, the WGA and SAG-AFTRA um, on strike. Uh, a lot of these people who have been striking have been not working for several months now. So the um, they do have like charities and funds that you can um, donate to to you know just kind of help these people who are striking make rent yeah. and buy groceries because we I mean you know I assume that people who are listening to this are fans of TV and movies. <laughs> Um, so we have benefited greatly from them, and I think a lot of people just assume mm-hmm. that if you're in Hollywood, you uh, you like make make bank. Yeah. But um, uh, I do recommend uh, looking at um, a video that Michelle Heard from Star mm-hmm. Trek Picard, among other things, posted, and she kind of just goes into how, um, among other things, a lot like over ninety percent of. Of SAG-AFTRA members have trouble mm-hmm. even qualifying for health insurance. Yeah, so it's it's really tough. It's a really tough fight that they're going through. So they could use all the support they can. Yeah, get.
1: yeah. It's just important to remember that when you know the the mega millionaires that you think of when you're thinking of Hollywood, you know your Tom Cruises. Your Nicole Kidmans, it's um, like the, the, those are the one percent. Yeah, actors. they are the minority.
0: And then you know the studio heads make more money than them.
1: Yeah. Um, so yeah, absolutely. All right, as always, go slay
0: and be gay.
1: Yow.